The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN for 50% off to get two pairs of polarized sunglasses. And we're also brought to you by our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 in cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN app. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everybody, back to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, April the 14th. The days are ticking down. The draft will be here before we know it. I am your host or co-host, Moneyline Mac, and joined just like every week in this NFL season by my co-host, Mr. Old Fashioned Football himself, Mr. XFL, J-Mark Football, and we are talking NFC North. So we have the true insider. What's up, brother? (laughs) <laughs> How's it going? I feel like it's been a while, even though I guess we did do a pod last week, but it, I believe that was like on Tuesday. Now we're here on Friday, so it feels like it's been a while. Yeah, just taking 10 days ten days in between. Uh, we both <laughs> were traveling slow, but we had to make sure that we got some content out to our loyal listeners, and we did my division last Monday with Rod. Rod is traveling as well, so it's kind of travel season for all three <laughs> of us, uh, but we had to make sure we get this one out did my division last week on Monday, and now we're diving into your division, the NFC North. Probably the only, I guess you could throw the AFC North in, probably the only other division other than the NFC East where true rivalries, like all four teams hate each other, tradition. And then obviously there's a big question mark of who's going to be the best quarterback going into this year because it's been the same guy for a decade plus, but I don't think he's going to be back in that division. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. So that has been that whole deal has been drawn out so long. Like uh, we talked a little bit about it pre-show. Is he going to be traded? Is he going to end up being back on the Packers? I mean, as a Bears fan, God, I hope not. I'm just ready for him to get out of the division. But I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah, because it does take two to tango, and I know he's gone on Pat McAfee or whatever else show. He seems like he does a new show every day, And but Pat McAfee was the one that really reported it from day number one that he wanted to be a member of the New, new York football Jets. But like you said, they want a certain amount of capital back in the trade for a player like Aaron Rodgers. But maybe the Jets are like, man, Aaron Rodgers is at the end of his career. I don't know if we're willing to give up as many draft picks as you want us to give up, so... You're going to have to budge a little bit. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, Any other storylines? Obviously, the Packers didn't even win the division. The Packers didn't even make the playoffs last year. Everybody remembers how the season ended with the Sunday night game that ended the NFL regular season where the Detroit Lions stunned the Green Bay Packers, kind of just punched them in the mouth, Dan Campbell style. uh, Defending champions, Minnesota Vikings, one and done in the playoffs once again with Kirk Cousins, won all those close games. I think everybody kind of – is expecting some regression just because of how crazy their season was. I mean, that Colts game, they were down, what, 37 nothing or 33 nothing, and came all the way back. 
Maybe a team like the Chicago Bears uh, can make a jump here. What's your uh, thoughts so far early? What, we're in mid-April on the NFC North? Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I think the Bears have done a lot of good things in the free agency um, as far as kind of building. I mean, obviously they did the big trade with Carolina to get DJ Moore and some more draft capital. Um, They brought in some good linebackers that should immediately elevate our defense And uh, now they can kind of, you know, I think they address the offensive line with the first pick. So I think the the Bears are in a good spot. The Lions are are sneaky. I hate saying the Lions are good, but, I mean, they looked good last year, and I feel like they've just improved. They didn't lose much, um, especially as as losing, like, any big pieces, minus, I guess, Jamal Williams, who led them in rushing touchdowns. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think we're going to see a complete flip right of the division because it's been kind of Packers Vikings at the top Lions and Bears Mm -hmm. tussling for last place and I think we're going to see that flip where the Lions and Bears are going to be at the top and then the Packers and Vikings are going to kind of duke it out for last yeah and we'll we'll uh, dive into some of these early divisional odds but I think you could very well see a more evenly matched division race this year I don't think you're going to see a three-win team. I guess maybe Green Bay, if you are to say one team that could really take a step, huge step back just because you lose a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you don't know what's up with Jordan Love. But we'll find out. I mean, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is still a member of the Green Bay Packers until he is officially traded. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, before we dive into this uh, division Actually, wait, no, I am jumping ahead of the gun. Yeah, let's dive right into this division. And we'll lead it off with the Minnesota Vikings coming off that historical year. We already touched on it, how they won all those close games. I think it was 10-0 in the regular season and and one-possession wins. And then, of course, they lose a one-possession game in the playoffs to the New York football Giants. What is your outlook on the Minnesota Vikings going forward this coming into this next year? Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be some natural regression, but if you look at the pieces that have left the team, I, I don't know if they've lost anything of huge value that w- results in them being only an eight-and-a-half win team. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. they're set at, what I'm seeing right now, over under of eight-and-a-half. Um, nine wins for them seems like it's going to hit for me. So I really like the over there. It's, I mean, it's a little juiced, minus 130, but – they still got a lot of pieces and they have a really good offense. I mean, I know Kirk cousins, we all like to give him shit, but he can put up points. He's got Justin Jefferson. They got Dalvin cook still. They got Alexander Madison. I mean, and, uh, and TJ Hawkinson who they got last year from the lions. So um, they, uh, so yeah, I, I think the Vikings are in a good spot. I think people think they obviously the books think they're going to regress, but I don't think they're going to regress that much. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting with the Vikings. Like you said, the they're not the division favorite going into this section. I should say that right away. The Detroit Lions are the betting favorite, which is ironic. And you touch on it, like the fact that Detroit all of a sudden is kind of the sexy pick, which they were last year when we previewed the NFC North. Obviously, they've added some pieces. We'll see how they are with the target finally on their back. I mean, there's no hiding now. But it, uh, they're sitting at plus 140. I see the Vikings plus 250, Chicago, your Bears plus 350, and then the Packers, of course, 5-1 to one, uh, with, with all the uncertainties. Where do you think 
Minnesota could upgrade their roster? Because I know that you've been mocking some drafts as well um, over on our website. So everybody go check out J Mark's work on the SGPN website as well. Where do you think they could upgrade? Do you think maybe getting another receiver for Kirk Cousins to add with Justin Jefferson? Yeah, I mean, that could help, especially with Adam Thielen leaving. Um, Though I do like Osborne. I think he's got some potential. Um, I think their biggest need is on defense. They're pretty weak at cornerback. They need a lot of depth there. And then the defensive line needs some help, too. Um, So in in the draft, the mock draft, I have them kind of focusing on that defensive line with their third and fourth picks. But, um, yeah, uh, another receiver would help. I have them taking one in the third round. But... I, you know, I think the defense is going to be the real struggle, especially if they believe Osborne can step up and kind of fill in the shoes of Adam Thielen. Yeah, and uh, they they currently hold the, what the twenty third pick overall, and they don't have a second round pick, so they pick in the third round. So, like you said, maybe touching. They, it seems like wide receivers go mainly in that second, third round. We've just seen it so much over the years. Yes, you can get an elite guy in the first round, but I also think you can get quality starters in the second, third, and even fourth round. Um, The the receiver class just continues year after year to be, I think, deeper and deeper. I think it's just because of a reflection of college football where they throw the ball more than they used to in the past, so it seems like there's more impact guys that are coming out of the draft. So I think the Vikings, like you said, they were good offensively, and, and we do always uh, kill Kirk Cousins for kind of choking in the big moment, but there is something said for having one of the top offenses in the league last year, and w- the reason why we thought that they were fool's gold is just because they weren't very good defensively at all. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, so, uh, but let's, uh, before we dive into the other teams and maybe some of their draft fades, and then we'll we'll circle it back at the end with... Um, our kind of best bets in terms of where these teams sit odds wise in the offseason. I got to get us paid, and we are going to Shady Rays because you got to kick off the new year with the new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world class product that's just as good as it, as expensive a pair as we've worn. Durable frames are extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all, too. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection of all eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is back, lost, and broken replacements. I got a pair myself. It just got in the mail last week. And if you lose or break your pair, even on day number one, they told us Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have our back after you make a purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, when donated over 20 million uh, meals to fight hunger for the feeding America. If you don't love them, uh, exchange them for a new pair because they got plenty of other options. Or return them for free within 30 days. That's one month uh, return fee. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays because their team has always had our back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN for 50% off. Two-plus pairs polarized uh, sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars over 200,000 people. 
And we are also brought to you by the NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. It is here. Make sure to check out our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge, completely free to enter. And the winner gets $250 in cash and a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app because NBA playoffs are here. All right, J Mark, we will move along in the division. And Nick, shout out to the chat. Nick Fortune is in the chat. We'll move along to uh, the next team and what what our thoughts are on their current state of the roster and what they could do in the draft, maybe to potentially bolster the roster. And that's the Green Bay Packers. And we kind of already touched on it where it's interesting with the Packers because there's so much unknown. We don't know who's playing quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback, that 5-1 to one odds, they're the favorite again. But if right. he's not, then they're potentially going to be in last place. So outside of quarterback, let's say Jordan Love's there. Where where do you have the Packers going in the draft um, if Jordan Love is the quarterback? And they do trade, and they do get another pick in return. Yeah, I agree with Nick. They do suck. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. This morning I read that the Packers are wanting a, a second rounder this year and a first rounder next year. It's a lot for a guy who, you know, he's old. he's old. Yeah, yeah, he's old. I don't know how many years are, are left in him. Um, and there's no denying that he's talented. You know, I, I, as a Bears fan, I, I do not like Rodgers, obviously, but he is a talented guy. I've got him taking a tight end, though. I, I think that's a big need for him. And I know mm-hmm. it's rare to see a tight end go higher up. They have the 15th pick. But we have some tight ends in this draft that are – kind of game changers. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of have them addressing the offense with multiple picks, um, the offensive line, wide receiver, you know, kind of kind of all over the board. Uh, it, it, but it just really depends on what happens with Rodgers. And if they do end up trading Rodgers before the draft, do they have belief in Jordan Love or do they maybe see a guy in the draft that they like? I mean, there's so many uncertainties around this team um, that it's just so hard to call on this one. Well, I think it would be ironic if they trade Rodgers and then finally in the first round they take an offensive weapon that everybody's (laughs) been yelling for all these years. Uh, They've gone defense, 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 and then defense again, it feels like, over the last five, six years. The only time they drafted uh, an offensive player was Jordan Love. So it is ironic if they do end up going offense. But I do agree with you. I like the tight end class, um, and I like – the tight end, even if Rodgers isn't there, like for Jordan mm-hmm. Love, what's the best friend for a young quarterback at the reliable tight end that can get open, move the chains. But if Rodgers is there, a, another weapon tight uh, at the tight end position, if because I mean, if he's back, they're going for it again. I mean, he yeah. instantly makes him a contender in this beyond weak NFC. That's another thing. I think that we learned that last year is how much parity there is in the NFC. And then, Tom Brady's not there anymore either. So it's like just another legendary quarterback that's not there. Um, Do you think – all right, so I'll ask you the first question. Do you think he gets traded? The the obvious question, yes? I think he does. Um, I I think that that marriage is over, basically. So I think even though that's the report of what they want now, I think they're going to do what they need to do to move him. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that finally the Jets will budge and be like, we could have Aaron Rodgers and be relevant. So I think they will overpay and meet the demands. Let's say they do add, you said first and second round is what you think it'll end up going for, right? 
Yeah. Yep. First, first next year, but a second round for this year. Okay. So yeah, let's say they add another first round pick this year. Where do you see? So tight end, where's another position they could go? Yeah. I mean, they need um, some offensive line help. They need some defensive help. Their, their cornerbacks kind of started getting burned last year. Um, And I know they have some solid defensive backs, um, especially, I mean, I hate that Adrian Amos, former bears is there, but cornerback, they're kind of thin behind Jair Alexander. So that's kind of where I see them focusing on, you know, trying to up the defense there as well. I think you're absolutely right. And I think everybody kind of pointed to a lot of um, the issues on the offensive end last year. But to me, the biggest disappointment with the Packers was their defense because coming into the year, we're like, all right, it's going to be a growing pains with all these young receivers, Aaron Rodgers, the offense will be a work in progress. And I actually thought they were playing pretty well down the stretch before Mm -hmm. the Lions game. But their defense did not carry them the way that they thought. They they had the bet one of the best defense in in the league in 2021 when they rolled through and went 14 and three and then of course lost to the Niners in choking fashion, which it seems like they've done time and time again. But yeah, no, their defense took a huge step back. Uh, losing Rashawn Gary hurt uh, bad, I thought in in mm-hmm. 2022 with the torn ACL. But I I think that. They need to tool up that that secondary as well to build build it from the secondary in is what I think that they need to do. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I got to get us paid one more time, and I will go over to Underdog Fantasy. And if you are a listener of the old-fashioned football, you know all about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, MLB daily games. Plus, they've already... They are already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season, which will be here before we know it. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, J-Mark, we are back here, and we got two teams down, which means we got two to go, and we'll go over to – Team that was playing the best football probably in the division last quarter of the season, the Detroit Lions and the, the betting Chicago. odds favorite. <laughs> no, the, the the Bears were arguably the most entertaining from like just watching Justin Fields of how many will he break off? <laughs> sure. How long will his longest run be this week? But the team that was playing the best ball was the Detroit Lions. Uh, I think they would would they win like six out of their last nine coming down the stretch. Yeah, and they made a good run. They spoiled the party for uh, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, the, the Jaguars' only loss coming down the stretch was to the Detroit Lions. Uh, this this Lions team is good uh, roster-wise, uh, good in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line, sort of running the ball even better down the stretch and just really physical because of uh, a, kind of a reflection of their head coach, Dan Campbell, What's your, what's your thoughts on this team headed into 2023 where expectations will be as high as ever in Detroit as I can ever remember? Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to back Jared Goff, in my opinion. I'm not a believer in Jared Goff, so it, it's just hard kind of backing him. But showed uh, last year that he can get the job done and, and 
kind of start putting it together. I think their defense is going to take another step forward. I think letting Jamal Williams was kind of an odd move. I mean, the guy, he plays hard. He, he's got a huge heart. The locker room loves him. Um, and letting him go for David Montgomery, and they paid more for Montgomery, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. But they must have a vision there of what Swift and Montgomery can do together in the backfield. Um, but, yeah, it's hard not to think this Lions team is going to succeed this year. And I should add that they have good draft capital. They hold currently – the sixth overall pick and the 18th overall pick. They got two picks in the second round as well, and they have a third round. So they got a chance to bolster up this roster even more than what they had. They've really they've done a nice job over the last couple of years, Dan Campbell um, and company, really building this roster up and, and, and having a brand of football that, that's fun to watch. I mean, this I think we can all agree that this was not that boring Detroit Lions team just the way that they're so physical and the reflection of their head coach. I mean, they two years ago were 313 and one, but it seems like they kind of just lost all those close games and were due for positive regression. This year they go nine and eight. And honestly, I think a lot of those top seeded teams were glad that they didn't get in the NFL playoffs. Shout out to the chat, Moonoff's in there, the machine. Go check out the NBA gambling podcast, MLB gambling podcast. And he oh, says yeah, the Chicago Bears are going to win the North. <laughs> I think J Mark might have paid him to say that before the episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's. Uh, do you see? Do you see the Lions, uh, Mister Mock Draft, uh, J Mark? Do you think uh, maybe the Lions trade back and? get even more picks? I mean, or do they trade up? Maybe they pair a couple of these picks and move up and get a higher impact guy. Because I think that they, I think we both can agree that they could be a little bit better defensively. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, In fact, I have them with their first two picks in the first round. They're going defensively. You could definitely see them packaging those to move up and maybe take Will Anderson. You know, he's supposed to be the best edge rusher in this draft. Um, So I could see that. I could see them with that six pick if Jalen Carter does fall because of the legal troubles. I don't think that scares Dan Campbell. So I could see them going that way. Um, but I, I do think they'll address the cornerback too, especially after they just traded Okuda, however you say his last name. Um, they just traded him away. They're done with him, former first round pick. So, you know, immediately trying to get some replacement value there by replacing him with a top cornerback in the draft. And there are some very good ones that I do think are going to go early on in this draft. I, I, I'm with you, man. I, I don't remember the lions ever being in this good a position franchise wise. Um, I, I know that people are not high on Jared golf for, I mean, for I'm the most part, right, right, <laughs> rightfully so. But I thought Jared Goff played well down the stretch last quarter of the season, did enough to uh, win them games. I don't know if he is your franchise guys. Maybe, to be honest, maybe they would be better packaging the two picks to move up into the first or second pick and get their franchise quarterback. But they've Dan Campbell seems pretty set with Jared Goff, and they're just going to bolster up their defense and play complimentary football, it sounds like. So it'll be interesting. Do you, do you agree with me that this is the best – we've seen the lines in terms of state of their franchise in at least the last 20, 25 years since, since Barry Sanders retired. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they went through that stage with Matt Stafford, Calvin Johnson, they had good pieces, but I don't remember them being as good in the trenches and being able to run the ball the way that they are able to run the ball and the way that they could prove that they ran the ball down the stretch. 
Yeah, I mean, and if they do address that um, defensive line with their first pick by getting mm-hmm. a guy like Jalen Carter or if Tyree Wilson is there, I mean, putting any guy like that with Aiden Hutchinson, it's going to be a scary defensive line. Yeah, and it, especially to pair with their offense, maybe they get some leads and give these pass rushers opportunities to tee off on the quarterbacks and let let guys yeah. like Hutchinson pin his ears back. Maybe they do get Will Anderson from Alabama. We'll see. But yeah, no, I mean, I the, the bottom line, the Lions are in a good position, and and we'll they will be a part of our ending of our show where we'll give out our early best bets on division prices over unders. But but there is one team left in the NFC North, so we'll <laughs> dive into them before we best give out last, our best I get best. It. Yeah, <laughs> it, and a reminder: there always is a worst of first that always goes and wins a division. Last year, yeah. Jacksonville. Worst of first. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on two years ago, but I know from firsthand experience, Washington did it in 2020. They went from three and 13 to seven and nine and won the division. Jacksonville, we saw that. They went from the first pick and then they won seven out of eight down the stretch. There will be somebody that goes from last to first. It happens every single year. And this may be the team. Chicago Bears, I will let, I'm, I'm going to shut up and let you take over. What are we thinking of these Chicago Bears headed into the NFL draft? They've already made some moves. Take it away, J. Mark. Yeah, so I'm actually going to – this is going to be a shameless plug for old-fashioned football too, but um, obviously I'm the biased Chicago Bears fan. So we had uh, ESPN analyst Sam Acho on, who, yes, he's also – former Chicago Bears, so he might be a little biased. But, um, you know, his job is to analyze these guys. He's a college football analyst, XFL. He analyzes the players. And uh, I asked him, I said, do you think Justin Fields is the real deal? And he said, absolutely. It's just a matter of putting the pieces around him. I think the Bears have started doing that with DJ Moore. Um, You know, and they have Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney. Now, and Robert Tunyon, I guess, too. I mean, he had some success with the Packers. He's there with Cole Komet. Now they just need to address that offensive line. And I think this is going to probably be, I mean, even last year, they looked like the best Bears offense I've ever seen in my lifetime. I think they're going to take another step forward if they address that offensive line properly. The defense is bound to be better with the two linebackers we got, Edmonds and Edwards. I mean, those guys are fast. They fly all over the field. So it, this Bears team, I think, you know, everybody likes to shit on the Bears. The The media is always hard on them. Uh, the fans are hard on them. But this team, I think, is going to have a lot of success. I think they're going to win games. And, and I agree with Sam Macho that Justin Fields is the real deal. Yeah, he's definitely entertaining. I, I can yeah. I can guarantee that. He is going to be entertaining. Yes, Moonoff, DJ Moore. Let's go. Um but yeah, it's uh, it, it's year two of Matt Eberflus, and mm-hmm. I think all you got to do is look over to another divisional foe. What the Lions did year one with Dan Campbell, they were three and thirteen and one. We just talked about it. You guys were three and fourteen. The Bears, you lost a lot of close games. Uh, I thought you were playing good football at the end of the October into November, and then kind of just, I mean, the schedule got tough down the stretch. You were playing. Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, you had like Philly and Buffalo back to back coming down the stretch and the defense just got worn down. Offensive line was a big issue. You've already addressed that. Um, obviously you traded out of the first pick and acquired DJ Moore as a part of that package. So giving Justin Fields, another weapon, 
you sit with the ninth overall pick. Do you want another offensive weapon for Justin Fields, or do you want to go O-line or, or even the defense? What do you think? I mean, I like um, taking an offensive tackle here. I think uh, protecting Fields' blind side is probably the most important thing. Seeing a lot of um, the talking heads talk about them trading back again and Pittsburgh being one of those. Um, so uh, shout out to Moon off plus four, <laughs> 400 on the Bears to win the division. If I lose, I know who to collect from. If they win, I'll send Jay Mark some top notch whiskey. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they take the tackle, uh, offensive tackle, whether it's Paris Johnson, Skaronsky, you know. Even Broderick Jones is good, but there's a lot of rumors that the the Steelers are interested in that ninth pick and the Bears potentially getting the Steelers. I think they pick at 16 and that 32nd pick that we sent them for Chase Claypool. If they could get that pick back and um, and the first rounder, I mean, it, it just kind of seems like a genius move. It's just a matter of if they think there's going to be a tackle available at that point that is good enough to make it worth it. I, I agree with you. I mean, they, they already traded for Claypool last year, too. So that, that's two weapons with DJ Moore, Claypool. You already got some weapons. I think you gotta you got to sure up that offensive line because I, I, I don't know if we can do another year where we just watch Justin Fields run for his life with this, like a chicken with his head cut off. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, that, their offensive line actually wasn't as bad as I think everybody made it out to be in the preseason, but still, I think they, they went through their lulls, especially against the better teams with the pass rush, the Eagles yeah. and the Bills. Um, I felt like he was running for his life against the Packers and and the Lions as well with those pass rushers. So yeah, I'm with you. I I'd like to see them go offensive line. Any chance they trade back again and get more picks? I think so. There's a lot of talk about that. Um, okay. So yeah, I think I think it's very possible. I mean, um, they've basically they came out and said like we might trade up, we might trade down. We're we're just going to see what we think works best for the team. So I think they're being very flexible with it. Um, to me, I just, you know, Paris Johnson, he's supposedly the best tackle in the draft. I, I don't think he gets drafted in those first eight picks. And that's a guy that played with Justin Fields. Now, he was a guard for Fields, not a tackle. But still, he played for Justin Fields. He, they're friends. They like each other. To me, that shows a huge commitment to Fields if you draft him. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and I think all the endorsement for Justin Fields was them not staying in that number one pick overall, trading back, yeah. passing on whoever's going to be that pick, whether it's Stroud, Young, or if you, you want to go with um, any uh, any other option. I mean, I know uh, Mel Kuyper likes uh, Levis from Kentucky. I don't know if I'd take him number one overall, but hey, you know that's uh that, that that's that's Mel's guy, I guess, right? That dude eats rotten bananas, peeling all. Did you see that video? I did. And then uh, there's uh, there's there's going to be some uh, momentum for Richardson out of Florida as well, yeah. just because of the potential upside. But I don't. I I think that you got your answer on if if the Chicago Bears do believe in Justin Fields as their um, franchise quarterback. You already mentioned it with. Uh, with, with the guest you had on Sam Acho, he, who played for the yeah. Chicago Bears, he he's obviously connected in the Chicago area. So I'm with you. Um, 
Justin Fields, bolster up that offensive line, play complimentary football, and, and and get a better defense as well. And I think you can make the same jump that the Lions did with, with yeah. uh, year two of Dan Campbell, do it with Eberflus. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Let's dive into some over-under. We'll uh, we'll do the same format Rod did last week. We'll lead it off with the Vikings who won the division. I'm seeing their over-under at 8.5. Give me the over-under and your logic for your uh for your pick yeah i'm gonna go over here um just because i i expect them to regress some but not that much i mean the offense is still very good justin jefferson's one of the best receivers in the league and i just think they're going to be able to continue to move that ball i'm gonna go under i under. i'm gonna i'm gonna say that they zigzag back to reality uh, i said it felt like they were 10 and 0 they actually had 11 wins in one possession games in 2022 i just pulled it up and so 13 wins i think it, a little bit of regression they couldn't win in one possession game two years ago then they won them all the next year i think it meets <laughs> somewhere in the middle and they go eight and nine i think this will okay. i but i think that this division nobody's going to run away with it uh like last year with the minnesota vikings so i'll go the under um, a little bit of regression for Minnesota, and they're not as lucky in those one-possession games. Yeah. Let's go to the Green Bay Packers. Seven and a half. Obviously, it's pending the guy. Right. <laughs> if if you know who's quarterback, over. If he's not, then under, right? Yeah, absolutely. This one's tough because of that. Um, a couple years ago when he wanted a new contract, the books had the Packers at seven and a half, and everybody's like, well, Rodgers is probably not going to play there. So I smashed the over because, you know, if he does play, they're going to win eight games. I feel like that situation here, like if you have a little bit of extra cash in your account, throw some on this over because if he ends up playing, they're going to win eight games. Um, yes. And so it's just a risk in betting on if Rogers is going to be there or not. Now, if you're dead set that he won't be there, I think the under hits. I, I'm not. A, I don't believe in Jordan Love at all. I think this is the year that they rebuild um, and get a high draft pick next year. Yeah, you just heard it. the The Bears fan said, "Do take the over on the Packers because <laughs> he, he's realistic." And I, I think that's absolutely. I, I, if I had to bet it right now, I'd go over just in case Aaron Rodgers somehow is back because. Until he's actually traded, it takes two to trade, so we'll see. Yeah. And I, I think we saw the absolute, absolute floor of the Green Bay Packers last year. They couldn't catch a break, and they still won eight games. So, like, mm -hmm. if you think there's any chance Rodgers is coming back, I'd go bet over seven and a half. Now, say he gets traded. Where do you think this thing drops over-under-wise? Good question. I'd say five, five and, and, a and a half. Yep. I think so, too, just with the uncertainty of Jordan Love. So... If you think there, he's absolutely getting traded, go take the under right now. It's just how you feel. Yeah. If you think there's any chance he he uh, he comes back, then smash the over because they're not going to go seven and ten with him as quarterback. We've seen it year and year after. So um, yeah, now let's move along to the next one. That's a simple one. It's uh, we're going to go to the Detroit Lions, who are the betting odds-on favorite, and their over/under is nine and a half. Oh my. <laughs> I'm taking the under. I mean, I just oh, can't yeah, put faith in Jared Goff. I just you know, can't I, do it. I, I, kept, I, I feel like I kept saying this is the best I've seen the Lions um, in terms of where we've ever seen them franchise-wise and forever. 
but I can't give out an over on nine and a half with the Detroit line. That's just that's just insane. I mean, I mean, come on. Like I felt that they yes they played good football down the stretch, but we've never seen them as the hunted before. Like right. last year, I thought that they had some nice expectations in the preseason, but it was it wasn't. Are they going to win thirteen games? Or are they going to go ten and seven, eleven and six? It was hey, can they get somewhere in the playoff race? I think that's a different level of expectations versus. You're supposed to win the NFC North, and you're supposed to be a one or two seed in the NFC. I'm with you. I'll go. I'll go under. I'll say nine and eight. Nine and eight. They go yeah. nine and eight again. So it's. I think. They, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, but it's juiced too. Over nine and a half is minus one fifty. Under is plus one twenty. That that makes me nervous too, though, because that makes it seem like Vegas is begging you to take that under. Agreed. Yeah, no, I maybe maybe this is the year that they just completely <laughs> put it all together, but I'm not I'm not gonna give that out on this show. I until I see it when pigs I'm fly. not buying in. <laughs> I've seen it so many times with these good friends like the Browns, like when they had Baker and all those guys coming back for a second year and would they go seven and ten. I could see this thing going south where yeah. nothing goes right for a franchise where it seems like nothing goes right. I'll go under nine and a half with you. Like it. And the final one, your Chicago Bears over under seven and a half. Oh man, this is great! Like <laughs> we're at a point now where the Packers and Bears have the same over under. I know, man. It's this the, life has flipped quickly for you there, I mean, <laughs> right? I think I think you're on the over. I'm assuming, right? Yes, absolutely. I'm with you. We're seeing eye to eye here. I love the over. I, and it's yeah. not just because we're friends and we're doing the show together. I like the Bears to take that step, kind of like the Detroit Lions, and be around 500 and have a chance to win the division. Yeah, for sure. So we'll, let's uh, let's do division odds real quick. Um, we already touched on it. The Lions are the clear favorite. I'm seeing them at a book. At, and let me know if you see a better better odds for any of these. I see Detroit plus 140. Do you have a better price? Nope, that's what I see. Uh, Minnesota, I got plus 250. Mm-hmm. Chicago, plus 350. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we must be looking at the same book. <laughs> we're not going to name the book until uh, they, they make us. Uh, <laughs> right. Green Bay, five to one. Yep. Plus 500. All right. I think we already, we're both going to take Chicago plus 350 because we both think that there's a really good chance that they're going to win this division or be right there at the end to win it. Yeah. Or we're going to find out where Munaf's getting them at plus 400 because he's, he's got plus 400 somewhere. So <laughs> He must be lying. He's, he, he just added 50 just to top us. <laughs> uh, would you give out anything else? I would say I'd take a stab at the Packers just in case Rodgers is back. Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad one. Um, if you think Minnesota can make the playoffs, they're plus 110 on yes, making the playoffs. Yep. Um, I don't hate that one. Just because, like I said, their offense is good. I think they're going to add to their defense. So, um, yes, to make the playoffs. And remember, in the NFC, you don't have to be a world-beater team to make the playoffs. You know, you can get in there with a 8-9, 9-8 record, whatever. So, And if, you, if you're really bought into the Detroit Lions being one of these teams, they're plus 850 to win the NFC. I'm not doing that. Just because no. <laughs> their 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 hype in the preseason is going to be at an all time high. Looking at everybody else, Minnesota eighteen to one, Chicago twenty to one to win the NFC, and Green Bay is twenty two to one. Worst odds in the Bears. I love it. 
<laughs> if I had to give out any of those, I would say the Packers twenty-two to one, just in case Rodgers yeah. came back. But I don't, I don't know. I can't see the Bears winning the Nor or the NFC next year. What? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I was, I, I was, I'm giving you the division. You're gonna be the four seed. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Nine and eight, but we are, we will preview the Washington and Chicago NFC Championship. Uh, yeah. Probably in one of these dead days in the summer. Like it's like what Colby and the college football guys do on the podcast. Week two preview. So we'll, we'll preview the <laughs> NFC Championship between Washington and Chicago. There you go. All right. Well, uh, real quick. Any chance you're taking your uh, Chicago Bears at, at at the Super Bowl? What, what do we get Super Bowl wise? What fifty to? Yep, fifty to one. You and Green Bay. Yeah, I knew it was yeah forty fifty. Gosh, I it. It's just pure bias that I would say yes. Do I think they're a Super Bowl team yet? No. Um, but crazier things have happened. And like I said, if you love the Detroit Lions, they're twenty five to one. That's so. crazy. <laughs> what a world we're living in lions tigers and bears oh my all right let's before we get up on out of here jmark tell everybody where to find you yeah follow me on twitter at jmark football give old-fashioned football a follow two at old-fashioned fb yes sir you heard him man you can find me at moneyline underscore mac we are both in the Discord. You got a lot of college basketball coming your way with the transfer portal being as crazy as NFL free agency. So go check out that. Go check out the college football experience as well. They got episodes dropping. Um, yeah, that's all I got. And uh, good luck, make, everybody. What? Make sure you go to Old Fashioned Football and leave a review. You too, Ryan. Um, get an Old Fashioned Football t shirt, two samples from my private collection, and Savage and Cook, the distiller we just had on this week, is uh, donating a bottle to that as well. They're going to send a bottle to the winner. So all you got to do is um, leave a review, and uh, you're entered into the drawing. If it's on Spotify, send me a screenshot. If it's on Apple, your name will pop up. So he's doing it right now. He's like, I need to. I already left the rating. I forgot to leave the comment. So doing it so now. So everybody (laughs) go do it right now on uh, whatever platform. You said Apple and Spotify? Yep, yep. Just if it's on Spotify, send me a screenshot since that doesn't give names or whatever. But yeah, free whiskey. How can you turn that down? (laughs) No doubt. Hey, and don't forget to leave the NFL Gambling Podcast a like and subscribe. Subscribe Um, to the YouTube. Yeah. Yep. And if you want to watch us bullshit bullshit around (laughs) like we are right now, yeah, come join us on YouTube. Get in the chat. Talk shit. Whatever you want to do. Yep. Absolutely. All right, everybody, enjoy your weekends, and don't forget to let it ride.